0: Hello and welcome back to the Church Jesus Christ Study Session with Come, Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is Series 3, Episode 326 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us again as we begin our study of this week's Come, Follow Me materials, covered in the Week of Doctrine and Covenants, Sections 137 to 138, Monday the 29th of November through to Sunday or... um, Sunday the 6th of December, Uh, and today we're going to begin our study of section 137, looking at the background and context and seeing if we can get started on the section 2. Now, um, these two sections conclude our study of the Doctrine and Covenants itself, although there is a number of things we'll be studying over the next couple of weeks, uh, which are further revelations. Um, This is a revelation given to not just the Prophet Joseph Smith, but also it was revealed and made uh, evident to others who were with the prophet at this time. Uh, this revelation was given back uh, in, 18, uh, in 1836 uh, in preparation uh, for the dedication of the Kirtland Temple. Uh, and it gives further insights and understanding about the spirit world and about uh, what um, takes place there. And actually, my apologies, it's not as spirit world, I've got them mixed up. Uh, this is further insights and knowledge about the celestial kingdom. And this builds on the revelation that was re- that was received uh, in 1832 in Doctrine and Covenants section 76. Um, now, this, uh, as I mentioned, uh, was given to, with a few people present. It says in, re- in uh, the Joseph Smith paper's analysis, quote... On the afternoon of 21st January 1836, Joseph Smith and the church presidency met in the council room above the printing office to make, to take another step in preparation for the endowment. Following biblical precedents, um, these church leaders washed their bodies with water and perfumed themselves with a sweet-smelling wash preparatory to anointing with the holy oil. At sunset, the church presidency and several others, including Joseph Smith's scribe Warren Parrish and the bishoprics of Missouri and Kirtland, met on the third floor of the Kirtland House of the Lord in the president's room, also called the West School Room, to administer the, administer the anointing ordinance. Close quote. So this revelation was given as they were engaged in worship, as they were preparing themselves to receive further light and knowledge, and um, and then this uh, was was followed by blessings being given to uh, Joseph Smith Senior, um, and then Joseph Smith Senior giving others uh, blessings as well. Um, and after this, uh, the the vision was opened uh, to all of these people, and was recorded uh, by Warren Parrish, who recorded Joseph Smith's words. But others saw what saw what was going on as well uh, in the room. Uh, And so, as we uh, discuss uh, this section, look for things that were revealed uh, about the celestial kingdom. Uh, And also, as we go through this section, we'll discuss why it was so important uh, to these individuals. I was going to say in particular Joseph, uh, and we will refer to what he saw and what impact it would have had on him, but also just the fact that uh, about how many people would have had this question in the early, uh, in the mid eighteen thirties? Now, of course, this revelation is out of order. Um, it is it is given uh, a number of years before uh, the the last section we studied. Um, and actually, it, considering this was given in eighteen thirty six, the last one that we're going to look at in the Doctrine and Covenant Section one thirty eight was given in nineteen eighteen. So about 80 years after that, um, but we'll talk about why that is uh, tomorrow, um, when we get on to section 138 as well. So let's go uh, into Doctrine and Covenants section 137 um, and study that uh, the actual um, text of this section uh, together. Now, what I find interesting in this section is that you would think if uh, you were given a, a revelation about the celestial kingdom and you were permitted to have the veil removed from your eyes pre- uh, temporarily uh, and be able to see ahead uh, into this uh, glorious place, that you would be focused on just the splendor and the majesty of this uh, this kingdom. Uh, but actually, that's not really what um, the focus is of this revelation Of course, um, he does talk about uh, some physical aspects of it. In verses 2 to 4, he says, I saw the transcendent beauty of the gate through which the heirs of that kingdom will enter, which was like unto circling flames of fire. Also, the blazing throne of God, whereon was seated the Father and the Son. I saw the beautiful streets of that kingdom, which had the appearance of being paved with gold. Um, Firstly, Notice that um, the the obviously it wasn't paved with gold, it had the appearance of it. So it's just the the glory and the splendor of it is so beautiful. Uh, it is. It seems as if it's made of the most precious things. Um, notice as well that, that there is a gate. Uh, that that gate is beautiful, and that that is the gate through which the people will enter. I love the imagery of this gate because. We talk about uh, baptism as if it's a gate uh, to return back to our Father in Heaven. Um, that's the first gate we enter. And notice how it is like unto circling flames of fire, which represents the, the the gift of the Holy Ghost. So you kind of got this, this symbol of uh, baptism and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost in this gate, which I quite liked. I thought that was... a uh, an interesting thought to have there, but then this is the main focus. Uh, it says in verse five, "And I saw Father Adam and Abraham," which you know you think wouldn't be too surprising. And then it says, "And my fa- mother, Father, and my mother." Now I suppose that may surprise him a little bit, not because he didn't expect them to be able to reach the celestial kingdom, uh, but because this was given in eighteen thirty-six. As just as just previously mentioned, his father is still alive. He's just been giving blessings uh, to members of the of the First Presidency and, and others attended there. So why is he there in the celestial Kingdom? And also his mother, who of course dies, who who outlives the Prophet Joseph Smith and his father. Um, this is this clearly means then this is a a revelation of the in the, of the future uh, that. Um, this is something which will be taking place um, after this vision is seen, it's not a vision of things as they are now, it's things as they will be, and of course actually let's not forget that yes the fact that his mother and father are there are curious, but also the fact that the celestial kingdom is there, because of course we understand that we that the, the, the celestial kingdom will be on a celestialized earth um, the earth that we now live on and so Actually, the social kingdom isn't present at this moment in time um, when we are, as we are studying these words. Um, of course, uh, that um, is not necessarily um, important for us. In fact, going on from our discussion from yesterday, that is probably what we would call a supporting doctrine to the uh, core doctrine that there are kingdoms of glory that we must live in live certain conditions in our lives to try and attain the highest um so yeah that again helps us understand what core and supporting doctrines are liking how we are mixing those studies together now Um, but the thing that surprises joseph i imagine and in fact he says he marvels on it in verse six is the next bit it says my brother alvin that has long since slept and in verse six, it says, "And marvelled how it was that he had obtained an inheritance in that kingdom, seeing that he had departed this life before the Lord had set His hand to gather Israel for the second time, and had not been baptized for the remission of sins." Now, to understand why this is such a marvel to Joseph, we need to understand what happened to Alvin, and we had spoken about this early in our study of the Doctrine and Covenants, but we need to review this again. It's beautiful, really, that we come back full circle to that. Uh, Moment, And this is now referred to at the end of this this set of revelations. Of course, chronologically, it's not at the end, but it is at the end of our records that we have here. Uh, So what we'll do is tomorrow, we'll talk about uh, Alvin and the circumstances around his death and why uh, it was a very difficult um, event for the family. Not just because they had lost, you know, the firstborn son of the family who was obviously such a great support and strength to many but also because of the spiritual uh, worries and anxieties that his death left them Uh, so we'll talk about that tomorrow thank you very much for uh, joining our study today thank you for listening and until we meet again